What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it, of course. Right now, open a new CQ checking account and we'll give you $250 to spend however you like. Upgrade those headphones, splurge on concert tickets, or maybe upgrade to ad-free streaming. The choice is yours. And extra cash isn't all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. All with CQ. Visit CQMD.org today. That's S-E-C-U-M-D.org today. Hello, hello, and welcome to Self-Care is Sexy. My name is Chris, and I'll be your host. We're a podcast that's here to generate and share self-care ideas with each other. On the last episode, I talked about self-sabotage and how just knowing what you need to do is not enough to actually help you get yourself to do the things that you want to do in order to get much-needed self-care. I also gave great tips on how to spot that self-sabotage behavior and then specific self-care ideas to kind of help heal if you've been engaged in a prolonged period of self-sabotage. If you missed that show or want to catch up on any of our past episodes, you can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, Podbean Nation, and of course at our website www.selfcareissexy.com. I want to give you a quick preview of what to expect from today's show. Today I'm going to be talking about the power of self-permission and ways that you can really start to give yourself that much-needed permission to make self-care the priority throughout your day. I've got these really great life hacks to get you into the habit of giving yourself permission for self-care, even when you're really busy or depressed or have a lot of people that are depending on you for a lot of stuff. I want to get into all of that, but first, a few quick housekeeping notes. All right, welcome back. Today, I want to talk about the power of permission and how it can really change your life when it comes to self-care. If you are new to my show, welcome, welcome. My name is Chris. This podcast started a few years ago as a spinoff project from a Facebook group where friends of ours just shared self-care ideas, what they were doing for self-care, some challenges that they faced, and just different stories about self-love, self-compassion. One of the members was in their senior project at Portland State University for graphic design and approached me about wanting to put together something around self-care. And I had been flirting with the idea of doing a podcast, and so I just started with no idea how to do it, but a lot of really great positive encouragement. So if you're new, welcome. That's me. I cuss a lot. I'm not for everybody. I don't pretend to know everything, but I'm really glad that you found this show. And I hope that some of the tips and the things that I have to say today will really resonate with you and help you decide how to make self-care a priority for you. Today's show, we're talking about permission. And if you don't know, if you're new, the tagline to my show that I say at the end of every single episode is that self-care is sexy. We're giving you permission to put yourself first. And the reason that's the tagline for this show and the reason it's at the end of every episode is because it really is the mission statement. When we put this thing together, it was really about how are we going to help people understand that taking care of themselves is a good thing and that they can make it their own priority. Well, it came down to not a lot of people think that self-care should be their priority. They don't. It's not ingrained. It's not natural. 
And so we really sat with that and decided, hey, you know what? Let's let as a show, let us be the ones, let me, the host, be the one to tell you that you can have the permission and I'm going to loan it to you until you learn how to make that permission for yourself. And so that's that's what today's show is really all about. And over the past few shows, I've talked about people-pleasing, self-sabotage, and now we're moving on to permission. And the reason I wanted to talk about these things in this specific order is because they are all connected. Now, if you haven't heard the last few episodes, that's fine. You're not going to be lost or anything like that. But if you've been following along, I hope that you'll see that these shows are really building on top of one another. And I would love to hear how you're working through ditching the people-pleasing, spotting your self-sabotage behaviors, and how you're starting to learn to create that permission for yourself. Because that's really what today's show is about. We want to take you to that next level where, okay, you found the podcast, you understand self-care is important, you are committed to learning more about yourself, that's why you're listening, you want that positive encouragement. Now let's go to the next step, which is how do we give ourselves permission to make ourselves what we want, what's important to us, how do we make that the priority? Well, I'll cut to the chase, I'll get to what we call the Chris Notes. And the long story short, so you don't have to listen to the whole episode if you're super busy and you just want a quick little nugget to take away, the long story short is that if you really want to shift your your mindset and the way that you've been living your life from, you know, people-pleasing and giving your energy, your time, your effort to everyone else, and you're really starting to recognize like, hey, there's a huge benefit to me making me the priority – All you need to do are those small little shifts that change everything. If you don't know what these small shifts are, you can go back through and search the archive. But it really is about how you talk to yourself, how you talk about yourself to others, and the little decisions you make throughout the day of what to do with your time. Now, I want to dive real deep into what giving yourself permission looks like and why it's so hard for ourselves, especially as women, to give ourselves permission to take time for ourselves. Why is it so difficult to give ourselves permission for self-care? We're really good at task mastering. We're really good at helping and nurturing and doing things for others. But why is it so hard to give ourselves that permission for time? Well, number one, not everyone understands that it's necessary for you to work on yourself. And there's often a lot of backlash. And that is why it can be super difficult to allow yourself to take the time to do the things you want to do, plan your day based on what it is you want to accomplish, how you want to feel, and keeping your own mental health in mind throughout the day. There is backlash. People benefit from you not having any boundaries. They get you to do stuff for them. So that makes it hard. Number two, another reason it's really hard to give ourselves permission for self-care is that we feel like we owe other people. uh, we, We feel like we owe them the world. We owe them everything. But I'm here to tell you the real truth is you don't owe anyone shit. You don't owe anybody anything. 
You do owe yourself something very big, though. You are in debt to yourself way more than you could ever possibly imagine. And you owe yourself the time, the energy, the effort, and the love to help heal from a lot of the trauma that brought you to the place where making self-care is difficult. Because if it's not natural, if it's not something that's already ingrained in your day-to-day, and that's why you sought this podcast out, then you really do owe it to yourself to figure out how to heal from the part of you that doesn't give yourself permission on the daily to do the self-care you need to feel good about yourself. The reason it's difficult for you to give yourself permission to take time for yourself, to take breaks, to go to bed early, to drink more water, to get time to journal, to have somebody watch the kids, maybe hire a maid, whatever self-care is for you. The reason it's difficult for you is because no one can convince you that you are worthy. Nothing I say today, nothing you read, nothing you do is going to convince you that you are worthy of your own time, love, and energy. And that's kind of a bummer, right? Because you want to be able to say like, hey, I'm really investing in myself. I'm listening to this podcast about taking care of myself. You know, this should be the thing, right, that gets me to take care of myself. The problem with that is, is that there's nothing I can do or say that is going to make you feel worthy. There's a lot of of problems when you put your self-worth in external things. And no one can convince you or tell you that you're worthy enough of your own time. It has to come from you. It's just like an addict who has a drug problem or an alcohol problem and really would benefit from some kind of help, some kind of recovery, some kind of intervention. The reason that's not successful is because they always say the addict needs to want to get better. That's the first step. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to self-care. You have to want to love yourself more. You have to feel worthy within yourself. And until you decide and convince yourself that you're worthy of taking your own time, it's always going to be difficult to grant yourself permission for self-care. Number four, we're not taught to support and respect ourselves. You know, you're a lot easier to control if you hate yourself. And you're going to consume a lot more beauty products and a lot more bullshit if you think really poorly about yourself. We can't have you being yourself. We need you in a trapped place where you're constantly searching for who you are outside of you. That makes you a better consumer. And it's really important that you know that if you're not taught how to support yourself, if you're not taught how to respect yourself, and if you're not taught that your self-worth has to come from within, well, it makes it really hard for that to, that mind shift to happen. First of all, you have to be around people that believe that, and you have to constantly remind yourself of that because it's not ingrained. You deserve respect. You deserve your own support. You deserve five minutes out of your day to do the stretching. You deserve to put down whatever responsibility you're engaged in and say, enough is enough. I need to do something for myself right now, whether it's take a nap or, you know, ditch the ditch the plans to make a Martha Stewart miracle for dinner and order the DoorDash. Number five, the reason it's hard to give yourself permission for self-care is that you're probably really hard on yourself. 
And that's not a novel concept, but if you look around and you see kind of how society is shifting right now, we're kind of moving away from this whole grind until you die mentality to like push yourself, achieve more. You know, we're, we're kind of moving away from that into a different mindset where society is starting to recognize, hey, you don't have to beat yourself into submission to be a better version of you. You don't have to have a drill sergeant yelling at you in your head to be perfect all the time in order for you to achieve success or to hit your goals and do the things that you really want to do with your time. It's actually better for you to to dial that back and to have that free time in your schedule to uh, stop achieving more, stop keeping up with the Joneses, pull back a little bit and really focus on yourself. That's where the actual living happens. And last but not least on why it's hard to give yourself permission for self-care is that you probably don't know how to talk to yourself in a nice way. And I have been on this self-care journey for years. I still am learning ways to talk better to myself. And it is still very foreign to me. But some, some hacks that I've come up with that might help you, I have learned that when I talk to myself, especially when I'm doing a physical activity like running or if I'm on the bike or elliptical or something like that, if I talk to myself and I use a nickname from my childhood and I address my younger self, that that supercharges the self-talk. And I do that throughout the day, even when I'm not exercising. I do it when I'm starting to feel very overwhelmed with all the tasks at work or schoolwork is piling on, the podcast is being neglected, all the things, the laundry's piling up, and I'm really getting that alarm going off inside like, I got to do more. I stop and I really talk to myself in a compassionate way and say, hey, you know what? You know what, Chris? You've got a lot done today. You do a lot in one day. And those small little self-talk examples, those small little pep talks that you give yourself really do have a great impact on whether or not you're going to start giving yourself permission, whether or not you're going to start giving yourself a little more grace. All right, now that we've identified like what's hard, why it's hard to give ourselves permission for self-care, I want to talk about why it's really good for us to learn how to give ourselves permission, why this is so important. Number one, it's so important for you to learn how to give yourself permission because it's going to stop you from backpedaling and explaining yourself all the time. If you are a chronic people pleaser, if you have codependent tendencies, if you engage in a lot of self-sabotage, you're probably a backpedaler. You're probably a little less secure in who you are and you probably take back a lot of your positions because you're afraid of confrontation or you feel it necessary to overly explain yourself to ensure that people understand there's reasons for why you are the way you are or what you're doing or that you know what you know. That's what over-explaining is communicating, that you really want people to know that you know what you know instead of having the confidence. So it's really good to learn how to give yourself permission so you'll stop explaining yourself. You'll stop over-explaining yourself. You'll stop backpedaling and, and wavering on who you really are. Number two, it's really good to learn how to give yourself permission because it really releases self-judgment. 
When you start telling yourself, it's okay for you to sleep in today. It's okay for you to go to bed early. It's okay for you to say no to that obligation. It's okay if you don't get all that work done today. That type of permission is going to release the self-judgment that makes you talk poorly about yourself in the other moments of your life. Number three, it's going to help you decide to be good to yourself. When you give yourself permission for self-care, you are really telling yourself like, hey, it's okay for me to be nice to myself. I don't have to beat myself up all the time. Number four, it gives you the right kind of confidence. Now, this is super important, and I'm going to take a minute to really dive into this. So what is the right kind of confidence? I'm not sure if you heard this quote, but confidence is arrogance under control. And I want my people pleasers, and I want my codependents, and I want my self-saboteurs to hear this. The reason you're having a challenge with finding your self-confidence is because you are terrified of being arrogant. You are terrified of appearing as if you think you're better than you are. And the right kind of confidence is all of that under control. It's you being very firmly who you are without apologizing and being okay with being uncomfortable and having other people react to you in an uncomfortable manner. You don't care if what you say is cringeworthy. You don't care if you're not for other people. That's what real confidence is. Arrogance is when you go beyond that and you're no longer humble to the fact that you don't know it all. You're constantly working on yourself. You're improving yourself by taking care of yourself, by engaging in self-care. Number five, why it's good to give ourselves permission, why it's good to know how to do that, is that it encourages us and reminds us that we do love ourselves. Every time you say to yourself, it's okay for you to stop what you're doing right now and go do a a self-care facial or go make a beautiful cup of tea and read your book on the couch, you know, the reason it's okay For you to do that and the reason that's good for you is because it's going to remind your brain over and over again that you do love yourself. And I'm going to say it again. If you stumbled onto this podcast, some part of you needs to heal from not loving yourself. And so learning how to give yourself permission for self-care is a way to reinforce that self-love. And that self-love begets more self-love. It's fucking amazing. Number six Giving yourself permission helps you to practice standing up for yourself, which actually helps you learn boundaries. I've got tons of episodes all about boundaries, but standing up for yourself, having your own back, being able to know, hey, I know what I'm doing. I'm solid with who I am. That is such a huge part of becoming the best version of yourself because the best version of you is not the perfect version of you. It is the version of you that is connected more deeply to yourself. That's the best version of you. And last but not least on my reasons why it's good to learn how to give yourself permission is number seven, you learn that it's okay. And this is super important. It's okay to give yourself permission. It's okay that you need it. At some point in your self-care journey, as you really start to make self-care the priority, you really start to love on yourself and heal some of these past issues that you've had, you're going to start to find that it's really okay that you're having this inner dialogue with yourself in which you're telling yourself, hey, it's okay. 
I'm telling you, I'm saying go ahead and do that thing you need to do. No judgment. It's so imperative that you learn that about yourself. It really does set you free. All right. I want to run through that list real quick on the reasons why it's good for you to give yourself permission or learn to give yourself permission. Number one, no more explaining yourself. Number two, you're going to release that self-judgment. Number three, it helps you decide to be good to yourself. Number four, it gives you the right kind of confidence. Number five, it reminds you that you do love yourself. Number six, it helps you stand up for yourself and learn boundaries. And number seven, it helps you learn and normalize that it's okay to need your own permission. All right. The last little segment before we get going today, I want to talk about how we give ourselves that permission for self-care. How do we actually tell ourselves like, hey, it's okay if you go do that thing you want to do or hey, it's okay if you don't get all the work done. How do you actually have that conversation? Well, number one, the most important way to learn how to give yourself permission for self-care is you say no to the bullshit. And this is so important. I am sure that if you are on some sort of self-care journey, you're learning about loving yourself, you're trying to repair maybe some broken self-esteem, or you're looking at past childhood traumas and trying to dig them up and let them free, well, it's really important that you, you stop you stop involving yourself in drama and, and you stop reigniting the parts of you that are, are broken and stop digging that scab, right? So you got to say no to the bullshit. If, if, and that means like if there are people around you that are starting drama, if there's something that's really bothering you, just say no. Just walk away from it. Meh, that's, a, that's a hard no for me. I'm walking away. Number two, another great way on how you give yourself permission is that you ask for the things you want. Now, this is really important. A lot of my people pleasers out there, a lot of my codependents, a lot of us self-saboteurs, we really have a hard time asking for things we want. And it's usually because we don't want to be rejected. But here's the thing. You got to get good at asking for the things that you want, and you've got to be willing to hear no and not let it destroy you. Because then what you're doing when you practice that... First of all, when you're asking for what you want, you're really standing there and you're being confident because you're saying, hey, what I want is valid, it's important, and I'm, I'm going to take whatever response I get. If someone's like, ew, you want to go do adult hula hooping? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I want to go do that. I want to try it. I want to see if that's going to help me feel better, you know, whatever it is. So you're, you're learning the confidence through that practice, but then you're also on the flip side, if you're willing to hear no... If you're willing to take the decline of help or the decline of somebody engaging with you or doing what you want them to do, you're going to learn that it's better to create all of that from within you. It's better to ask yourself for permission and tell yourself, this is what I want and going and doing it. And if someone's not able to help you and they're not able to give you what you want and you're able to hear no and it not destroy you, you've then created a self-contained confidence fucking badass machine. And it gives you this whole outlook on life where you start to see that sometimes when when they say no, sometimes when you're getting rejected, that's you being protected from some horrible fucking thing. It's not always a bad thing that you don't get what you want. I think we're all really tied to this whole idea that if you don't get what you want, that, you know, you're immediately disappointed. 
right? We're all sort of getting really sucked into this like immediate gratification lifestyle. And so when someone says no, it feels like a personal attack. But the truth is, is sometimes when someone says no, or you're not able to get something you want, that is a good thing. Number three on how you give yourself permission for self-care is that you react less. Being reactive is taking you out of your center. And oh boy, howdy, do I have a great example of that for me this week. I tend to really, when I'm super stressed and I'm in the red and I haven't been giving myself the self-care that I need, I tend to react versus respond. I tend to immediately go from zero to 60 and anything that comes out of my mouth can be disastrous. So I am talking to myself right now, but I'm hoping that this resonates with you, that if you're trying to learn how to give yourself permission to take care of yourself, really focusing on responding versus reacting is how you're going to be able to better tell yourself that it's okay if you want something or need something or have to say no to something else. It's a great practice and it's also helping you regulate your emotions. Number four, kicking toxic people out of your life. This can be really hard. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's important that you watch how you feel around other people and you start removing the people from your life that make you feel like garbage. And that goes with number five, which is limiting people's access to you. I say this all the time, but I'm going to repeat myself. Not everyone deserves access to you. Not everyone deserves to be your bestie. And you don't owe people anything. So even if someone's like, oh, you're my best friend, even if that's not how you feel, you don't owe it back. You don't owe that back to anybody. You don't owe your energy or your time or your effort. You don't owe it to your mom and your dad just because they're your parents. You don't owe it to your sister and your brother just because they loaned you money before. You don't even owe it to your kids because while your kids need you a lot of the time, that doesn't mean that they should have access to you at all times. Setting boundaries with your children is a very great practice for self-care. I know it's really hard for a lot of parents out there to say no to their children or to have a babysitter or, you know, daycare or something like that involved. And I know it's not always economically feasible, but the truth of the matter is, is not even your little offspring deserve 100% access to you. Do you know who deserves 100% access to you? That's right. You do. You do. You deserve all of your love and your time and your energy and your effort, and you've earned it just because you're here. Number six, another way that you can give yourself permission for self-care is that you start showing up for yourself. Now, this implies that there's a bit of work involved, and I'm here to tell you that's not what this is. This shouldn't feel like a strain. When I say you show up for yourself, and that's a way to give yourself permission, all that means is that when you're coming to a decision point or when you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, doing all the groceries, running to Costco, getting the gas, getting the car cleaned, you know, picking up the thing from FedEx, doing all these things... You need to be able to show up for yourself in that moment and say, hey, I see you doing all this work. I see you doing all this running around. I see you doing all these things for everyone else. I'm going to give you some self-care today. 
That's how you show up. Showing up for yourself doesn't mean that, you know, you are rah-rah cheerleader 100% on fire for yourself all the time. It just means that you meet yourself where you are and you give yourself the same grace you would give a friend. If one of your friends called you up and was like, oh my God, I just need to vent. I've had a crazy day. The kids are running me ragged and I have all these things I'm doing. And uh, You would give them a grace and you would tell them like, hey, friend, cut yourself a little slack. You're doing a lot right now. So be able to give that to yourself. Number seven, another way you give yourself permission is you do things by yourself. I have said this throughout the podcast and I will sing it from the high heavens. If you have a hard time being alone, if you have a hard time going out and doing things by yourself, that means you really need a lot of self-care because you should be able to enjoy your own company without it being cringy or awkward or painful. And if you don't, that just means you are a stranger to yourself and self-care is what you need to really heal from that because you really should be connected to yourself. I mean, it's the longest relationship you're in. It is the closest relationship you're in. And if you are lying to yourself, if you are backstabbing yourself, if you are not showing up for yourself and you're talking to yourself like an asshole all the time, you are going to feel a lot of that disconnect and it's going to come through in anxiety and depression and procrastination and you're going to feel like garbage. So get to know yourself. Be able to do things by yourself alone without anyone else's prompting and start to reconnect with who you are. Number eight, stop venting to others about your problems all the time. You are not for everybody and you have to be careful who you are venting to because a lot of people out there have their own agenda. When you are vulnerable and you're venting your problems to someone, you are really giving away a lot of your power. And the way that you give yourself permission for self-care is that when you give that power away, you're choosy about it. Now, I'm not saying don't call up your friend and vent, but just be aware of who you're venting to and what the result of that venting is. Is it just stirring up more negativity? Is that person like, oh, yeah, me too. I hate them. They're such a pain in the ass. And oh, that sucks. And oh, my God, me too. That was the worst. And it's just like a fucking bitch fest that doesn't get solved and it doesn't feel good. And both of you are drained at the end. Right. This is what I'm talking about. You want to limit who you're venting to and you want to be selective about who you're venting to. Because again, not everybody deserves access to you. And when you're venting and you're complaining and you're in your, you know, vulnerable place of sharing something that's bothering you, you really want the person on the other end to help guide you through that, either give you advice, give you feedback, or help you shift your mindset in that moment to what's going right. And if you find yourself bitching and complaining to your bestie all the time about things and she's bitching and complaining back and it's just like a kumbaya, fuck it all, neither of you are getting anything from that. You know, you might feel like, oh, I got it off my chest and so I don't have to deal with it anymore. But you're not really doing anything productive with it. So it's just a cycle. You just wait for the pressure cooker to build up and then you blow it again. When really, if you have your own back and you're talking to yourself in a positive way, you're encouraging yourself and you're choosy with who you vent to, then you're going to be able to solve some of these stressors that are caused, causing you to vent in the first place. 
number nine on how to give yourself permission is remembering that there's no perfect way to do this. Super important. I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but it, it's something that I think needs to be addressed as much as possible. And that is this idea that you have to do everything perfectly. You know, that there is a checkbox in the sky and you have to meet some sort of requirement. The reality is there is no perfect way to do this. There is no perfect end all be all. We don't, you know, you don't get a t-shirt at the end of this journey. You get the enjoyment of living your life and connecting to yourself. That's what you get. That's what you get out of this life. You know, hopefully it's more enjoyable than it is shitty. And that's really what self-care is about. It's about taking your life and making it more enjoyable than it is shitty. Because the truth is there's always going to be shit that comes up. There's always going to be some kind of crisis. Something goes wrong. Somebody dies. You know, you lose your job. Something horrible happens. A pandemic hits. Whatever. All the craziest shit you can think of, that is a possibility. And the only way you save yourself from getting engulfed by all of that negativity and depression and anxiety and horrible feeling is that you connect with yourself. You got to throw that lifeline down to yourself and pull yourself out. Because it turns out when you, when you count on everyone else to pull you out, they don't know how. They're going to hit you and bang you up against the rocks on the way up and you're going to be worse for wear. And you'll end up right back down in that pit anyway. So learning that there's no perfect way to give yourself permission for self-care. There's no perfect way to connect with yourself. Just the act and the effort of knowing it's important is enough. All right. Last but not least on my ways on how to give yourself permission for self-care. Probably the most important thing. It's the reason I saved it for last because I really want this to resonate with you. And if you don't take anything else away from today's show, put this in your pocket. Remember it. Resonate with it. Live it. Love it. Learn it. The best way for you to give yourself permission for self-care is to learn to sacrifice your immediate wants for your long-term goals and success. And this is something that I think a lot of people glaze over because, again, we're immersed in this instant gratification, you know, three minutes or less of a TikTok and and moving on to the next. And this is so important. It's such an incredible skill that's going to change not only how you work with yourself and how you develop on your self-love and self-care journey, but it's really going to teach you this incredible life hack. It is the number one life hack that I can impart on you, which is being able in the moment, in the point of decision to set aside your immediate want to really look for that long-term goal. If your long-term goal is to connect more with yourself, to be more emotionally intelligent, to be more secure, have more confidence, feel better in general, then sometimes you have to sacrifice immediate alarm of, I got to get it done. I got to get this laundry done. I got to get this work done. My boss is going to be pissed. I have to. I have to do all these things. You're going to have to sacrifice that. You're going to have to learn to get uncomfortable with your decision to put yourself first because it is uncomfortable at first. It really is. It's not natural to you. That's why you sought out a podcast. That's why you spent a half an hour of your precious time getting some words from my mouth because you do recognize that this is important and it's what you want for yourself. 
So when you come up to that point of decision of I've got to get the laundry done, I've got to get this work done, I've got to take, you know, Rover for a walk, I've got to pick up little Johnny and Susie from school, whatever the obligations of your life, whatever's got you running ragged right now, you're going to have to get uncomfortable with sacrificing doing all those things to feel good about yourself and give yourself the self-care that you need. Give yourself a break. Give yourself some grace. Put it on the to-do list for tomorrow. Delegate it to someone else. Set a boundary and say no. Talk to yourself in an encouraging way, reminding yourself all of the good things you got done today, all of the love and the help that you did provide the world. And be able to have that same confidence that it's okay for you to need it from you too. And when I do close my show with this tagline, I'm literally telling you, I'm going to give you the permission to put yourself first until you do. And once you do, once you learn to put yourself first, you really become so much more powerful and in charge of your daily life and your feelings and your thoughts. And everything just seems to be easier You don't understand the contrast between where you are now and where you could be. And I'm over here with my microphone waving from Portland, Oregon, saying, hey, hey, people pleaser. Hey, anxious to please. Hey, codependent. Come on over here. Let let me show you. Let me show you how incredible it is to disconnect from those behaviors And start to generate that self-worth, that self-esteem, and repair those old traumas and love on yourself. Let me show you how powerful it can be and how much more fulfilled you're going to feel. How much better your daily life will be. How easy your decisions are going to be. How easily your goals are going to get reached. Once you finally disconnect and see that the behavior you've been engaging in before is not serving you and it feels like crap because you're going the wrong way. So follow me over here on the Self-Care is Sexy podcast and let me help encourage you to really give you that that permission to put yourself first. I'm going to run through that list one last time. My 10 ways on how you give yourself permission to put yourself first is number one, say no to bullshit. Number two, ask for things and be willing to hear no. Number three, react less, respond more. Number four, ditch those toxic people. Number five, limit access to you. Number six, start showing up for yourself. Number seven, do things alone. For the love of God, be by yourself, dude. Number eight, be choosy who you vent to. Number nine, ditch the perfectionism. And last but not least, number 10, sacrifice that immediate want for that long-term success. All right, friends, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you have a story you'd like to share and you want to be on the show, please email me. It's Chris, K-R-I-S, at selfcareissexy.com. Okay, we've got some really great content coming your way, so stay tuned. And remember that self-care is sexy. We're giving you permission to put yourself first.